You've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally. I'm your host, Dr. Yvonne, founder of Elisi and author of Can You Sleep Like This in the Rest of God and Reflections on Rest. Did you know that what you eat impacts how you feel? Neither did I until I spoke with Elaine Benz, our guest for this episode. She is a nutritionist, a wellness coach, a personal trainer, and also massage therapist. She pretty much has the alphabet behind her name. I'm excited for our discussion that continues our series on stewardship of our body. Let's tune in. Elaine, for being with us today. Uh, before we get started, can you just go ahead and give a bit of a background regarding your being a nutritionist and a wellness coach? Because that's not a well-heard term or not, at least to me, wellness coach. Okay. Okay. So my background is I, I did go to college and I have a degree in dietetics. I also have a second degree in exercise science. Um, so as you can see behind me, I do a lot of physical activity. But the reason I call myself a wellness coach is because I'm very interested in the whole picture. So I call myself a holistic practitioner. So say, for example, someone is coming to me and they just want to go on a crash diet, but they don't want to exercise. I'm going to talk to them about the balance approach of doing physical activity and working on a healthy diet, not a crash diet. But my background is, is more in looking at the big picture between diet, exercise, and, and some mental emotional health. Right. And with my core theme being around rest, I look at whole wellness. Uh, a lot of times uh, when you look at, you know, rest, people struggle um, with like a lack of work-life balance, a lack of uh, balance as it relates to always feeling tired, always feeling worn out. And with the theme of rest, I feel that there is a holistic approach to wellness. Um, so when people talk about having uh, mental or emotional type of battles, I feel that these things affect uh, our body. Uh, they affect what we take into our system. Uh, and so the whole concept about whole wellness ties into a broader picture. And this right. month I'm focusing on stewardship of the body. So I've talked to a few people around fitness, around um, hiking, getting the body moving. And I thought it would be great for you to talk about nutrition to support that whole message around how we steward our body. So as a wellness coach, what do you think the key myths are related to nutrition and what there we There are a lot. There are a lot. Marketers, marketers' whole job is to make money. Okay. So I'm just going to go over a couple of them. So, so these fad diets. Okay. So they're inevitably your friends, your girlfriend, someone's going to do a fad diet. 
Um, one of the ones I really don't like are the low carb diets, because as a person who takes care of their body, you nourish your body. Maybe you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a friend, you work, you have so much going on. You have to fuel your body with good carbohydrates. So good carbohydrates are like fruits, vegetables, whole grains. Um, so I know in my social circle, when my girlfriend, somebody goes on a low carb diet, inevitably it's it's not even going to be more than two or three days. She is going to be, she is going to crash. She is going to be moody. She's not going to be a happy camper. Um, I know when my son, we have a six-year-old, when his friends, moms go on diets, they know, they know right away. So one of the big ones, a myth is that a low carb diet is a good long-term plan. It is not. Let me let me debunk that myth right now. So so eat healthy carbs. You still want to eat three or four servings of fruits and vegetable a day. So if you have a banana, say you're running out the door, going to work or dropping your kids off, whatever you're doing, eat the banana. Don't don't fear the carbohydrates. So the, the fad diets are they're not effective for long term. Um, and also carbohydrates carry water. So as soon as you have so say, for example, like I have about half a cup of water left here. So you are going to have every carbohydrate carries a certain amount of water. And as soon as you take carbs out of your diet, you're going to see weight. That's not real weight loss. That's water loss. Yeah. Like it's a temporary, it's a temporary weight loss. And I think uh, sometimes when we're looking to say, you know, we want to live healthy, we, a lot of times it's tied to, I just want to lose weight. And for right. me, like I'm on this journey. I want to have a healthy lifestyle, but I yes. also want to lose weight. Uh, but right. sometimes the immediate loss of weight is, is like satisfactory. So you get excited because I didn't eat carbs. I didn't eat any sugar, yes. but then yes. it's not sustainable because over time right. the inkling or the desire to eat something with carbs or sugar is always there. So in terms of adjusting one's thinking of how we look yes. at food or how we look at exercise, uh, talk a little bit about that. Cause that's debunking the myth. Yeah, so there is no bad food. There are no foods that are off limits. So if you're at a birthday party and you want to have a piece of cake, have a piece of cake. Don't have three pieces of cake. <laughs> Live in moderation, you know? So, I mean, you're going to be Super Bowl. You have all these things happening, Valentine's Day. You know, this time of year, have a little bit. Have, have a few pieces of chocolate. You know, if you like those Hershey Kisses, have a handful. Have five or six. And, and satisfy the craving. But then if you're still hungry, that's what I always tell our son is, you know, if you're still hungry, after you have a little bit of something that you crave, you still want to eat more, go eat half a sandwich, hmm. go have a banana, go have a slice of cheese, go have something that actually is going to fill your appetite. Because chances are, if you started eating like a bag of chips, and then halfway through the bag of chips, you're still hungry, that's not really satisfying your appetite. Um, but also make room for treats. So, so usually what is a recipe for disaster is someone who says, I'm never going to eat any sugar. You know, they went from having three cups of coffee a day, you know, having, you know, one or two spoonfuls of sugar, like say they're having six spoonfuls of sugar, they're going to have nothing. Well, that's not really realistic. Right. You know, go maybe three cups of coffee with two creamers um, to two cups of coffee and then do that for a couple of weeks, maybe seven to 10 days, a week and a half, and, and slowly wean your body off of a lot of processed foods, um, but still make room for it. If your favorite food are nacho Doritos and you're having those three times a week with lunch, 
The next week, make a goal to have them two times a week with lunch rather than zero. Right. Yeah. What are some things that you can talk about easy ways that people can start making adjustments? Like you were talking about weaning ourselves off of those things that we maybe overindulge in. But what about the actual habits or choices that we should be making on a daily basis related to what we eat in our nutrition? Okay. So starting, so starting a new habit. So can I coach you for a couple of minutes? Can we use it? Sure, I'll accept some free okay. okay, all right, all right. So because this is what I do as a wellness coach, the whole the whole purpose is to see the person in front of me, ask them questions and find what would be the first step for you to take. So let's you use you for an example, Yvonne. So you said that this year you're trying to make, you're making better decisions. You're interested in being a good steward of your body. Right. So what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? It means uh, one, I need to exercise. I think that's my biggest hang up is I'll start and then I stop. So exercising consistently and finding things that I actually like doing versus the mental block of, oh my God, I got to go exercise for 30 minutes, right? That's, yes. Okay. And then, but then also fitting that within my schedule. Right. And then from a nutrition standpoint, like I already don't eat processed foods. I oh. don't eat processed oh. foods. I don't like buy a lot of chips and all those okay. things. Like if I go on a trip, I might buy uh, okay. snacks like that. But generally when I go grocery shopping, I don't buy processed foods or like junk food. Um, but I do like sweets. So that okay. is probably okay. my challenge is eating sweets and then also eating too late remotely or working at a desk all day and I haven't moved. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like your body is craving something that feels good and that's where the sugar comes in. Probably. Yeah. It's in, and it's, is a, is the sugar a reward for hard work? Yeah, I try to, when I do eat my sweets, generally I try to wait till the weekend, but then I overindulge. Yeah. Like I don't go through the week eating cookies and cakes and I don't do that. But if the week, when the weekend comes, you know, then I'll, you know, I'll have some sweets. (laughs) Okay. It sounds like you, you have your, you are definitely on a health journey because you already have created some of these guardrails. of of decisions and when you're going to include these foods. So I would say, for example, let's say Yvonne was my client. So I'm coaching Yvonne and we're talking about what she's doing and what is the barrier and what is not working. So first step. So, and as a coach, our job really is not to give you all the answers. It's to help you find what your answers are. So I use a technique called motivational interviewing. Hmm. So what I heard from you was 30 minutes. So let, can I address the exercise component sure. for one minute? Yeah. Okay. So you said 30 minutes. So says who, who's, who created this time amount, this duration, 30 minutes? Well, that's based on where people say you have to do 150 minutes per mm-hmm. week. And okay. so, yeah, that's where I get it from. So that equates to, they say, try to get five days of 30 minutes okay. each okay. seven day cycle. Okay. So, and I would say as a wellness coach, it would be far better for you to do 10 minutes or 15 minutes versus zero. If 30 minutes is not going to happen in your calendar, looking at your everyday life. 
And then depending on your resources, like a lot of people will have like a bike or a treadmill or some piece of cardio equipment at home. Even if you got up 10 minutes earlier and did 10 minutes versus 30 minutes, that would be a better solution than trying to go for the full 30. Because there, there's a huge psychological component to exercise. And it's not just you. Know that. that and I agree with the 30 minutes. Um, but because I take a progressive approach with clients, if I have someone in front of me and I say, you know, hey, when's the last time you did 30 minutes of anything? Swimming, biking, walking, anything. And they say, oh, it's it's been a few months. Well, maybe 30 minutes is too much to start with. Maybe right, we start right. with 20 minutes or 10 minutes. And, and get real about that. Like, okay, well, you're what's what's realistic for you? 15 minutes? Let's do that three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Does that work for you? Okay. Right. And let's, let's be held accountable. Let's text or email whatever method works. Um, and let's do that. And the nutrition part, it, it is undeniable. I mean, this is, I mean, this is what I love about nutrition is, I mean, especially if you have kids, you can see right away after school snack. If some, if my son eats an apple, he's, he's bouncing off the walls, energy, you know, he feels good. He's happy. Instead of the apple, if, if you give him an after school snack of like three or four cookies, he's sluggish. Mm-hmm. He wants to play his tablet. He doesn't want to move around. He might not want to do his homework. So, I mean, with kids, you can see like an immediate transformation. And with adults, we're the same way. But the right. key in, in my coaching practice is, is helping clients to identify how you feel. So it sounds like you have a psychological tie. And, and I don't know if it's guilt or whatever is the association sometimes with sugars. You know, some women tell me that is um is they feel guilty like well i had two cookies two cookies is a serving that's n- that's nothing that's great like congratulations you didn't eat seven like that's what <laughs> i'm hearing you know um but is um is connecting how you feel emotionally psychologically and then whatever whatever is the choice that you made and if you're not happy with that is just you did the choice okay say you i don't know say you go to a super bowl party and you had eight cookies i don't know you know you figured it out later. Well, maybe tomorrow you don't have eight cookies. Maybe you have four. And then that's how you come to grips with your decision and make your changes moving forward. Um, right. Because your is your temple. You're you're gonna feel it. You're you're if if you can if you can couple immediately how you feel with what you put in, even if it's in the same day later on that day, like wow, I had no energy. I was supposed to go shovel snow or grocery shop or, you know, and I had this, you know, cinnamon roll for breakfast and man, I didn't feel like doing anything the rest of the day. There, there is a physical tie to what you put in to what you get out of your body. That is such a good uh, tidbit of information because I don't think we actually associate how we feel with what we eat. I think it's more we, how we want to feel when we worked hard all week and right. I like even if I bake a cake let's say for a get-together or a holiday or something like that yeah. I never keep the cake on hand like whatever's left I actually cut it up in um multiple servings and I freeze it um if people don't want to take it home because I don't want it in my house right. I cut it up and I'll put it in the freezer so the weekend comes and I say, oh, I want something sweet. I can take off serving and and eat it. 
Um, now, if I'm doing good, I'll only take out that one serving <laughs> as opposed to multiple servings and eat. But that's one way that I've I uh, help myself um, with that. But it's like a treat that, oh, I want something sweet. I'm going to have that. But yeah. I, I talk a bit more about the whole um, what we put in impacts how we feel, because I don't think many people have that know that connection. Right. Right. So I would say the first step, anyone first, you know, I do a free consultation with people all the time, phone call, you know, usually it's a phone call just to see where their mind is, because a lot of people, they, they really are not ready for change. There's this model. It's a behavior change model. And in, in, in our diet and exercise world, it, it works in any realm, spiritual, emotional, any realm right. is if you're going to hire a professional, the best investment is to be in a place where you're ready to change. So, so first the question is, where's a great place to start? If, if you want to make a change in your life is observing your own behavior. So if you're, if you're looking at your dinner plate, say, you know, you made dinner or lunch or you go out to eat and, and just pause and observe, what did I order? What did I, what sandwich did I get for lunch? And, and, and take a minute, literally don't be on your phone and don't be watching TV, but just observe your own, what you're currently doing. That gives you so much information, mm-hmm. but it requires people to slow down right? a little bit. Yeah. So what, what are some tips that you can talk about regarding uh, diet and nutrition? Uh, okay. Where, where do we start and when we start, how do we keep moving forward and not fall back? Okay. okay. So the progressive approach. So I'm going to use my concrete culvers example. Um, so I had a client, this is many, many years ago. Okay. And as a reward for going to work on her way home, she would get a concrete shake. Do you know what that is? No, I don't eat shit, culvers, drink shakes. Oh, culvers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Culvers. They have this very high calories. Okay. So, so this is a good example of, of taking away a habit, but then replacing it with something healthy. So these shakes, I'm telling you, there's like a thousand calories per She would have this every day? Every day. Five oh, days wow. a week. Every day no, I get a day. shake every year on my birthday. <laughs> every day. Wow. But you know what? There, there is, so the body tells what happened. The, the body tells the story, right? So if you're trying to add in new habits and eliminate an old habit, usually there's this method we call substitution. So if you're every day going to get a thousand calorie shake, wow. maybe on the days, maybe take one day a week where you don't get that. Say say you, you do it four days a week and then on Friday, instead you drive through a smoothie place and you get, instead of a thousand calorie, a thousand calorie shake, you get a 300 calorie fruit smoothie with some protein, which is different. I know it's not going to be as sweet and, you know, scrumptious, but, but slowly making changes. And rather than, again, the all or nothing approach usually doesn't work. Um, so a good one, I tell a lot of people, especially with um, working remotely, a lot of people are doing online stuff now is, are they drinking any water? So even in a day's time, if you have a cup that you like, even even a mug, because a lot of people will strictly drink coffee all day and they never drink any water is is swapping out their cup. So taking a different cup and like this, I like you could put ice in it. It's something that can fit in my fridge. You know, it's it's small enough for my hand and all that. Um, But starting with are you drinking any water? 
Are you drinking one cup a day? How much, how much are you drinking and then swapping out? Um, so the water thing helps with energy. People will say all the time, okay, why are you hiring a wellness person? Or what, what can a wellness coach or a personal trainer do for you or a nutritionist? And a lot of times they say, I want more energy. Okay. So, and, and I'm very direct, just like this with my clients is what's taking away your energy. Right. Well, I don't know. Well, what are you putting in your body? So like one of the things is with, with water is water is something that's necessary for every function in our body, clear skin, going to the bathroom, you know, having good digestion. That's a, that's an easy place to start that a lot of times people will say, I didn't even realize I was having headaches every day. And then all of a sudden I started drinking one or two glasses of water at work. And you know what? I didn't get that afternoon headache anymore because they were probably dehydrated by the time they hit two or 3 PM. Interesting. So how much water should we be drinking every day? Ideally your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you want to drink a hundred ounces of water a day. So whatever your body weight is in half is the ounces. And with that ounces, are you able to like, uh, is it any liquid or is it just water? Because I've heard some people, some dietitians say, well, if you drink half your body weight, that half of that body weight could include like tea without sugar or juice. Initially, yes. Initially, yes. Anything that's going to get liquids in. Anything that's initially. But then we wean you off of that because ideally it is water. Nothing substitutes water like water. Okay. Tea and coffee, coffee do dehydrate you. That is true. Okay. But but it, but if somebody literally doesn't drink anything all day, like they will work a 10 hour shift and they don't drink anything, it would be better for them to drink tea than nothing. Right. Okay. So and that's herbal tea too? Tea. Yeah. Any tea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, what would you like to share about your business and your services and what you do? Okay. So my big thing. So I love this. I love, I love that we're doing this interview. Thank you so much for your time, your audience. If you get nothing else from me, you have to be your own best friend. Okay. So, so we're all part of a community, whether it's a church or work, a family where you literally live any, any part of the world is nobody like knows you like you. Right. So it doesn't really matter what other people think about how you look or your energy or what you're doing. What matters, men, women, children, everybody is how you feel. So if you can get this connection um, to my thoughts, my feeling, my behavior, my body, this is my life and, and value the temple that you were born with, I genuinely feel like you will treat your body with more respect. Because no one else lives in your skin. They don't know how, you know, one person can go drink coffee at seven o'clock at night and they're fine. They get a great night's sleep. And the next person, like I can't have coffee after about one o'clock. Yeah. One can in the afternoon. I, yeah. I, I would be up half the night, you know. Um, but the truth is, is you have to have faith in yourself that you can you can take ownership for your decisions and your health and your life um, because you live in your skin. It's your body. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and talk about your services and what you provide. So I do both online and in person. So I'm in Northwest Indiana, but I, I do travel. I do travel more locally like Dyer, Cherville, um, Munster, Highland, um, but online COVID, COVID. So I've been doing this over 20 years and, and I was in a commercial space in Illinois 
when COVID happened. So March of 2020, the gym closed. It changed a lot of how I do business. But this, this opportunity online and telehealth, doing a lot more nutrition services over the phone or via video chat has allowed a lot of my former clients to return to me. And it's opened the doors for me to work with people. So where I practice in Indiana, this part of Indiana is central. My my calendar is in central. The majority of Indiana is Eastern time zone. Um, but because of because of the way the clock works, I, I have a lot of clients who live in Eastern time and we can still work together. We just have to be careful when when the clocks change, change yeah. um, to see if, if, if they change their clocks like we do. Um, but all my services, fitness, we could do workouts in person. A lot of my clients hire me just for coaching where they say, hey, I just want you to write me a program, write me a program and I will go and I will do it on my own. So most clients have a gym membership or they have some equipment at home. Um, and then in the nutrition world, nutrition services, I get referrals from doctors because I, I have clients who have, you know, hormonal issues or they, they've had pregnancies or, you know, weight gain or they've been diagnosed with diabetes. Um, so I do do what would be a therapeutic or a clinical meal plan with them um, to help them with reducing hypertension, cholesterol, you know, any any of your any of your diagnoses that you get from the doctor. Um, but but the average everyday person, what I, I would consider, you know, someone who needs help just in general is you're following the, the basic food, um, the food guidelines would just try to eat more healthy food. And then eventually as time goes on, when you see some success, usually your body will start to crave healthier foods. Yeah, I noticed I've been trying to like listening to all this, this insight and instruction the past month on stewardship of the body. Like it's been convicting me <laughs> to do better. <laughs> and yeah. I noticed this past week I was craving something sweet. Okay. And I had intentionally, you know, bought more fruit. And so oh, I purposely, um, I, I, I got an orange, like for my, instead okay. of getting dessert, I okay. peeled an orange, you know, instead of cutting it up, I peeled it and broke it apart and I ate my mm -hmm. orange and it satisfied that sweet yeah. craving yes. and it was more get another yes. snack before I went to, to bed. Um, okay. So it, it is very true. The only downfall I feel, you know, in eating healthy is sometimes it's more expensive. <laughs> yes, it is true. That is true. That the, the economic disparity is undeniable. Yep. I'm a former school teacher and I taught in, in on the West side of Chicago and Cal city in Illinois. And there are the, it is undeniable that yes, that is a truth, especially if you're going to choose organic foods, it is going to be more expensive. Right. Or non GMO um, as well. Right. All, yep. All those things are, that is true. Um, so in, in the grand scheme of things is what you just said is an excellent example to what we use in the in the nutritional world about the psychological connection between why you made that decision. So, so oftentimes I know this is a little out of the health and wellness more in the mental emotional. And I, I refer out when somebody needs a mental health professional, I have, I have a network of people I refer out. Um, but I always ask when it comes to craving, use, use that word craving. So if, if at all possible, so I do a lot with clients on journaling to put their own thoughts mm -hmm. down on paper is if you can pause, you know, don't go, go grab the Oreos, but if you can pause for a minute and write down why, why, why are you craving the cake or the donut or, you know, what, 
is it a feeling that needs to be addressed? Is it a, is it a tough emotional conversation? Is it an argument with a partner? You know, what, what is, where's that thought coming from? That I didn't want to eat my lentil soup that I made. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't seem appetizing at the time. After three days of lentil soup, I had had enough. (laughs) Maybe in that instance, you needed variety. Right. Yeah. No, but I agree about that because with some of the things that I've learned, even through my insurance company for my job, um, taking uh, health classes, they talk about that, the cravings and are there other issues at play that you might need to explore why we could have cravings that tie more to uh, emotional need versus being hungry in actual fact. Yeah. So I I understand where you're coming from with that. What would you like to share as your closing thought? Uh, Be your own best friend. I mean, that's, if there's nothing else I, I could share as far as health and wellness goes, A lot of people will say, Elaine, that's easy for you to say. You're already in shape. You're already living this lifestyle. But the truth is, is is it doesn't matter how much you weigh. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are, what culture or religion you follow. If you treat your body with respect, you're going to feel better. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. And stay connected with us at elisi.org. Have an exceptional week. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.